Hello everyone, my name is Karina and you are listening to the Lo Que No Me Dijeron podcast. Thank you to those of you who are returning and who have already listened to episode zero. Woo, we made it to episode one. And for those of you who are new here, welcome to the podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about my experience moving out of my parents' home for the very first time. Moving out can look really different for everyone. Not everyone moves at the same age or for the same reasons. When I moved out for the very first time, I was moving out to go to college. In my perspective, moving out is one of the most anxiously awaited moments. What young adult doesn't want to live by their own rules, manage themselves, and have their own place? I mean, can you really blame us? Personally, I can say that I was super excited to be able to move out, even though I was moving to go to school and study. I love my parents, but growing up, They had very strong cultural beliefs, and we weren't allowed the freedom that some teenagers are given. My parents come from the Pueblos and Guerrero, Mexico, basically small little towns within the state of Guerrero, Mexico. And in their neighborhood, young girls are not allowed to roam freely, whether it's during the day or at night, because of the dangers that come with being a young woman out alone. It's also not custom for a young adult to move out and go attend university. And this isn't because they don't want to, but most often it's because of the financial need for young adults to start working right away and help provide for their family. So unless you're offered a scholarship or a grant, most often the cost that comes with attending high school and college is unaffordable in relation to the low wages that you're able to earn. All of this meant that my parents had a distrust for the American culture. So they set specific rules to make sure that my siblings and I would be as safe as possible. I definitely wouldn't say that my parents were the most strict. They had very reasonable rules being that we had to use the buddy system. So either my sister had to come with me or I had to go with her or they had to know who we were going with and what time frames, etc. But at that time, being a young adult, you just don't understand You don't understand why there's rules, why you can't go out to certain events, and you want to be just doing whatever your friends are able to do, or at least that was my experience. Point being that I was super excited to move out because adulting is advertised as that moment where you have freedom, you have your own place, and you can make your own rules. 
But in all reality, no one tells you about the responsibility that comes with being an adult, especially the financial aspect of having to live on your own. So my move-in day was finally getting closer, right? And I was super excited until I received a couple of documents from the university that help you prepare for your move-in day. One of these documents is a list, a list of items that you might need. I remember looking at this list and thinking to myself, how in the world am I supposed to buy all of these things? Up until that point, I had never worked before. School was always my main priority. But at the same time, in my mind, I had to have every single one of these items on this list in order to be the most prepared as possible. And to be honest, a lot of the items on these lists are freaking useless. But as a first-generation Latina, I didn't know better. And this list, plus the other documents that we were given, were all of the guidance that I had. In my household, my dad is the sole provider for our family. So I didn't want to ask my parents for the items on this list. Instead, what I did was that I used my birthday and Christmas that year to ask for things that I needed instead of things that I wanted. And that summer, I picked up two jobs, one as a florist and one as a restaurant server. I saved every single dollar that I earned. Between my parents, my older sister, my family, my gifts, and the money I had made, I was able to get all of the items that I needed most right before it was move-in week. Move-in day came and my sister and dad would unload the boxes from the car and then bring them up to the 10th floor to unload them in my room. My mom and I, we would unbox everything and basically make my room feel like my own space. After we finished unpacking, we took some time to explore my apartment floor, and then we went out to go have lunch. I remember that lunch felt extra quiet. I think we all knew that there wasn't anything left for them to help me with, and that once we were done eating, it would be time for them to go. So none of us really had anything to say. And I don't know if this comes with the Hispanic culture or being first and second gen individuals, but I feel like there's that lack of communication and being able to have those conversations, which is why I've made this podcast. So lunch is finally over. We head to the car. My mom gives me the biggest hug ever. And if you know my mom, she is just the sweetest person. And she can be very emotional, I'm sure, as most moms who are seeing their kids go off to college. So she definitely cried, which made me cry because my sisters and I, we actually laugh about this, but we are the type of people who if we watch a movie and it's really emotional and the characters are crying or it's just a 
very emotional scene, we cry, even if we've watched it already a million times. So of course, seeing my mom cry and just, you know, being that type of person who can read somebody's body and emotions, I cried a little bit with her. My dad, on the other hand, he's like the complete opposite. He tries to make jokes out of everything, but For this specific instance, I remember that he gave me a hug with a last minute portate bien speech, aka him telling me to make sure that I behave one last time like a good old dad. And my sister, well, I think that she was super excited for me because one, this is a new adventure and two, she could come visit me and have new adventures with me. After I got back to campus and my parents left, my first day was so much fun. It's like having a huge sleepover and getting to know all these new girls, making all of these new friends. And there's so many activities that the school creates for you to be able to attend. But when it was time to go to bed and all of that adrenaline is gone, For me, there was a huge feeling of loneliness. And I remember going to sleep in tears that first night. That whole first week that came after, both of my parents and my sisters would call me almost every single day. And I would usually keep it short and say that I was fine because I didn't want to tell them how I was feeling. I had the idea that I had to be strong and do this on my own. I know some of you may not have experienced moving into a dorm, but some of the lessons that I learned are the same that you would learn when you move into an apartment on your own or with friends or even with your partner. That first thing being is that as a first-generation individual, We are doing all of these first-time things, but we do not have to do it alone. Having a support system is so key to feeling empowered and motivated and to help you keep pushing yourself when you doubt yourself. I feel like the concept of trusting your support system and having that communication with your support system can be difficult for a first generation individual because we aren't used to that communication and having someone's guidance. But finding that support system is so important to help you move past those tough moments and to help you be successful. And who makes up your support system is totally up to you. It could be your family, your friends, your neighbors, your roommates. Having someone there, even if it's just one person, makes all the difference. Second, ask questions. My parents immigrated to the U.S. They conquered the journey of immigrating, finding jobs, finding a home, not having a support system, and assimilating into a culture that they knew nothing about all while not knowing the main language. They didn't have anyone who could answer their questions. They just figured it out. 
So being a first-generation individual with parents who have had this type of journey, this can make you feel like your questions and problems are so much smaller and that you should be able to conquer these struggles on your own. But this way of thinking definitely fuels that feeling of pride and the idea that it's better to not ask for help than to feel dumb for not knowing the answer when you can figure it out. We need to let go of these type of ideas and this way of thinking and encourage ourselves and our loved ones to ask questions and teach each other. I know personally that this is a hard one for me. I am very prideful and I was taught that it's better to get lost and find your own way than to stop and ask someone for the way there. So one thing that I would do better would have been to ask my parents questions, even if they didn't know. Maybe there was someone in our very, very distant family that did know. In the Hispanic culture, most often you have distant cousins, uncles, aunts that you may not be aware of. So I'm sure together we could have figured it out and that it may have been a little bit more different than me just doing it on my own. The third thing that I learned while living on my own is that having your own place comes with so many expenses. So prepare yourself financially. Just like I said earlier, one of the things that I did when I was going to leave to go to college is that I picked up two jobs and I used my family's help, but I know that that may not be the same for everyone. So if it is an option, use it. And if it's not, one of the things that I did two years later when I moved in with a couple of roommates was that I talked with everyone who I was going to live with and we split up the responsibility for the things that we needed for our apartment. For example, one person brought a toaster, another person brought the blender, someone else brought their set of forks, knives, and we all brought different sets of dishware. And then for the bigger things like the couch and dining table, we purchased them used and we split the cost of those two items. If you're going to live with other people, this is a really good way of dividing the responsibility and making it less of a financial burden for each person. Other than having a support system, asking questions, and preparing for your move financially, one of the last things that I think is very important to know is that when you live with other people, you have to set rules. Everyone comes with a different way of doing something. And even if you're from the same cultural background, your habits may be different. In my experience, having a set of rules that you create with the people that you're living with and that you all agree to helps keep each one of you responsible to living up to those rules. And it also helps keep the arguments to a minimum. 
Unfortunately, when I first had roommates, that was something that we did not do. And it was just a complete mess. So I would highly, highly recommend doing that with the people you live with. Two of the big rules that I've had when living with other people were one, a weekly trash list and a dishwashing rule. I think those two rules are key because it prevents things from piling up and it helps keep the space clean when there's so many people living together. And just to reiterate, moving can look really different for everyone once again. And my experience may not be the same as your experience. But I hope that these were helpful tools. And if there's anything that I missed or a different topic that you would like me to talk about, feel free to send me a DM on the Lo Que No Me Dijeron podcast Instagram page. See you all at the next episode.